How many of you are happy to be in the house of the Lord this morning? Can we get an amen? If you would, please stand with us as we go to glorify our Father. As we go to glorify our King of Kings. The God who reigns over all of the earth. The God who reigns over death, hell, and the grave. The God who is worthy of all the honor and all the praise and all the glory that we are capable of mustering up for Him. Let's worship God this morning.
that's higher than your circumstance, a God that's higher than the things that you face. Thank you, God. You're the same God. Jesus' name, I bless your name. And he's the same yesterday, today, and forever. Can I get a witness to that? Thank you, Jesus. God, you're worthy. I'm calling on the God of Jacob. Please love and through generations. I know that you will keep your covenant. I'm calling on the God of Moses who opens up the ocean. I need you now to do the same thing.
Come on, how many of us are happy for Jesus, the firm foundation, the rock on which we stand upon, the rock on which we build our house on. The rock of ages that is not changing anytime soon. So grateful to be in the house of the Lord with everyone this morning. We have a few needs we're going to take before God. Brother and sister Jackie Smith, Daryl Daniel, Caleb Soto, Lila, Sister Chris Anders, Kit Gensel and family, Sister Carolyn Clark, Barb Daniels, Kathy Munson, Sister Dickie, Carl Wheats, Jonathan Dickey and the Dickey family, and Wanda Kent, that is Susie's mother. In Psalms 37, 7, it says, Rest in the Lord and wait patiently for Him. Sometimes we've done all that we can do. We've done every command that God has given of us. We've prayed, we've fasted, we've sought the Lord's face, and nothing has changed. So sometimes we just need to keep the faith and rest on the rock of ages. Sometimes we just need to look back on the Old Testament and rest on God's Word and rest on the covenant that He kept with every single lineage of His children. No matter how many times they had fallen, no matter how great the opposition that they faced, He came through and He provided again and again and He kept His Word and His covenant and His promise. And so sometimes when we're at our very end, we felt like we met the dead end. Rest in the Lord. Rest in His commandments. Rest in the covenant that He has given each and every one of us. And He's going to come through for you. I believe that and have the utmost faith in the God that we serve. The same God of Jacob. The same God of Daniel. I believe that he is still the same God for Sterling Colbertional. I believe that he is still the same God for each and every one of his children that he was back then. Let's take these needs before the Lord. And if you have a need here today, any need whatsoever, I urge you to step out in faith. And our ministers will pray with you and for you. And I believe that that need will be met, whatever it may be. Jesus, thank you, Lord, for everything that you're doing in Paris, Texas right now. Oh, God, I thank you for everything that you're doing in your children's lives, Lord. All the different facets and avenues of life that we live in, Lord. I pray that this morning you would meet a few of us in our needs, God. Meet a few of us at our dead end, Lord. Meet a few of us that are just here to rest in your arms because it feels like we've done everything else. Jesus, we come to you with thanksgiving. We come to you with praise, with honor and glory. Lord, we ask that your will would be done today and in our lives. In your great name, amen. Don't let our grace Space. Come 
of your name. Every opposition that would dare, that would dare oppose the children of God has to relent to the power of the name of Jesus. Jesus. Why don't you just speak that name out? I feel like we're going through the motions. Why don't you take a moment to get wrapped up in his presence? Jesus, we're nothing without you, Jesus. It's why we're here, Jesus. Because we need to be refilled, refreshed with you. Saturate our souls, God. Every broken heart be near to them. Jesus, Jesus, thank you, Jesus. Come on, the Spirit of the Lord is in this house today, amen, somebody. Oh, come on. I know y'all can feel him just like I can feel him. The Spirit of the Lord is in the house of God here today. We have a few announcements we're going to make real quickly. It's an exciting month, October. Man, it's been busy and I'm grateful for it. I love being on the move. Love all the great things that our church is doing in our community. Each one of these groups, you know, some people probably think it's a little silly, all the different age groups we have. But whenever we do that, we're unifying these age groups together. And then when we go out to, I don't know the last place y'all went to, but place like Magel's, place like the, the Good Burger joint that we have here in town. Whenever we do that, and the community sees a unified body of Christ talking about Jesus, talking about their testimony. They cannot help but be lit up by the light that's being shown in that place in time. And so all these activities that we have going on, they serve as a purpose, not just to get each and every one of us involved in our church, which we want y'all to, want every single one of us to, but it shows light to our community. And then it strengthens each and every one of us that's participating. So it's a wonderful time. Very grateful for our church and all the different sections in it. The 23rd is Ladies United Fellowship, so women, you do not want to miss it. The sign-up sheet for that is out in the foyer. Then the 28th, we have a big announcement, big announcement, y'all. Superhero Night, 6 to 7 p.m., and we need helpers. We need helpers. I, I believe Sister Christy told me Thursday night and Friday night, it's going to be Saturday that it's happening, but Thursday night and Friday night, they're going to be decorating. They're getting everything ready. I don't know where at. I think the Family Center. But you do, please come help us, and you do not want to miss out on this. We need help decorating. We need uh, candy donations. That's greatly appreciated. Any way, any shape, or form that you feel like you can help as an able body, then come help us. And also, we have these cool little flyers out there. If you want to drop these off at your workplace or just your favorite spot that you go eat breakfast at. And then the 29th is our mission pledge deadline. So make sure to get that turned in. And also, next Sunday, everybody say next Sunday, Pastor Appreciation Sunday. Come on. This might be a little biased, but I believe that the United Pentecostal Church of Paris has the greatest pastor and pastor's wife in all the world. 
please come help us celebrate our pastor and just show appreciation for our pastor and pastor's wife. I believe there might be some sort of box in the foyer on Sunday mornings at the greeter's table for you to put cards and love offerings into. So please do that. And at this time, we will now take our tithe and our offerings. So if the ushers could please come. Oh, man. Jesus, I simply would like to offer up praise on behalf of your children this morning. (laughs) Simply would like to offer up gratitude and thanksgiving for everything that you're doing for us. No matter where we may be at right now in terms of our life, no matter what kind of situations we're all battling, no matter what trials it is, Lord, we offer you praise and thanks. We offer you a sacrifice of our wages that we make, Lord. And we offer you a tithe, Lord, that you're owed. God, I thank you for everything that you've done for us and everything that you're continuing to do and everything that you're working on right now. Thank you so much. Bless this people, bless our nation, and bless our world. In your great name, amen. Every time I try to make it on Every time I try to stand and start to fall And all those lonely roads that I have traveled Every Yeah. 
Fortunately, it has been corrupted. But today I would like for us to honor the freedom that we enjoy each day. And so would you join with my wife and others as we sing.
God, as you're seated, I want to say how grateful again that as a part and a leader in our city and in our churches and in our church family, it is certainly a heavy responsibility. But along with that responsibility comes the wisdom and the glory of the Lord that balances the spiritual budget. So no matter what you're going through, he is able to do exceeding abundantly above all that you can ask or think according to the power that worketh in you. But there is an act of faith that must be obeyed, and that is casting all of your cares upon him, not your wife, not your neighbor, not your husband, not your kids, casting all of your cares upon him. That means going to the altar somewhere. Could be standing, could be anywhere. But putting truly your worries, your fears, disappointments, and things that people have done you wrong with. Put all your cares on him. There's no need for you to try to bear a burden that you can't heal. He is still the healer. He is still the deliverer. He is still one that sets the captive free. And I think we ought to praise him just for the opportunity. <laughs> praise God. Praise God. Praise God. 
Today I would like for us to congratulate the day that we celebrate and uh, I am going to pursue as carefully time-wise as possible. But I want us to go all the way back to the beginning. In the beginning, God created the heaven and the earth and all that is therein. It is a, a thrill to understand and to know that he is not dead. Your next breath determines and allows us to know it is the Lord that hath given us our life. Your mother and dad, they were support systems, but God giveth and God taketh away. Our trust in God is a critical issue. The year of Jubilee in the Old Testament was a time that was special, that everybody laid aside all kind of things. And what we are seeing now is people that are taking such extreme levels of drugs. Then the flip side of that, extreme levels of hate. The flip side of that is suicide. The flip side. The where people are going to to try to get loose. I want to recommend to you that you offer Calvary to everybody. Get to the cross. At the cross, at the cross, where I first saw the light. That's where I saw a future. I saw light. It was dark. I am wearing a dark suit today because I want you to know that I am very aware of the darkness that is around every one of us. I also wore the American flag because it represents a color, a white and a red and a blue. And uh, we have a lot of wonderful history that we can go back to and we can rely upon. But the history we rely on in this world is the history of he came in flesh, to live and to die and to rise again, creating the entire symbolic present worth life daily things that we are going. It is appointed unto man once to die and after that the judgment. We are judged every day in our own conscience. We are judged every day with our feelings. We are judged every day by a lot of people that look upon us. I'd like for them to see Jesus and understand he's still the Prince of Peace. He is still the righteous Redeemer. He continues to save us from the dilemmas we get ourselves into. A lot of people have not stopped to really study 
And uh, we'll see a little bit more about this in a minute. But study to show yourself approved of God is a critical issue. That whole concept of study to show yourself approved of God is when God's spirit literally canopies your heart, soul, mind, and strength. When you know in whom you have believed and you are persuaded that he's able to do that which he has committed unto us, you don't sit in a corner worrying about yourself or the future. We are worrying Americans going to places called the church. We go to the house of God for the same reason we get in a bathtub or a shower. You are washed by the washing of the water by the word of God. And so the thing that God tells the preacher, if you're going to preach, preach the word. Because the word of God is what makes you free. Well, a lot of people are just like kids. They come to the table, I don't like that. They come to the table, that's not what I wanted to hear. The Lord, thy God, the only one that can set your mind free from worry and fear and damnation. The Lord thy God is the only one that can help you cleanse your body and your spirit and your soul. Ladies and gentlemen, it's too high price to pay to go through life without God. It's too high of a price. The price he paid was death. He conquered death, hell, and the grave in dying out in his flesh. He went through everything you're going through. The book says if it's not true, there is no empty grave. If it's not true, there is no hell. If it's not true, there is no heaven. But we all know there's a heaven because we've been put in heavenly places. There are moments going through hell that God pushes back the curtain and lets you feel for a few days or a few minutes peace that passes understanding. And so you say to people, I know I don't deserve this, but I just got a million-dollar check. Will you mind sharing it? Ladies and gentlemen, this is the day that the Lord hath made for you. So let's look into the Word of God a little bit. So whom shall he teach knowledge? And whom shall he make to understand doctrine? Them that are weaned from the milk and drawn from the breast. For precept must be upon precept. Line upon line. Line upon line. Here a little, there a little. You can't take the whole loaf in one Sunday. You can't take the whole loaf in one reading. You may read an entire book in the Bible. You may, entire, uh, may go through all of the whole book of Chronicles, which is a tough stuff to go through. I mean, that's a wading process. But you may do that. But I want to tell you, you won't do it shortly. 
And so line upon line, precept upon precept, here a little, there a little. So study is more than just observing or iterating, verbalizing a statement. Well, I, I, I'm sorry, Lord, I did that. If you're sorry, you don't ever do it again. Now, if you got caught and you try to sneak around and do it again without anybody noticing, he has got angels watching. But the worst part of that is it's not so much the angels that are watching. It is what you feel by guilt. And then there's only one way to handle that. It's to either get rid of it by confession or to harden your heart. That's one of the worst things that is happening in America. Going to church, hearing the word, and just never doing the word. He hardeneth his heart. So with a stammering lip and another tongue will I speak to this people. How many of you spoke German when you were born? How many of you spoke French? When you were born. When you were born the first time, you talked in tongues. When you are born again, you talk in tongues. Howbeit in the Spirit, he said, we speak mysteries. For the Spirit itself maketh intercession with the Father. That is critical. And it's critical to our teachings and thinkings today because America is going to church places and they are going to places where words are talked about. But ladies and gentlemen, in a moment in the twinkling of an eye, the trump of God shall sound and time shall be no more. It's not just a cute phrase in the book. Howbeit in the spirit we speak mysteries. For the spirit, the heart, the mind, the soul, gather in your spirit. And they are applauded or degraded by your spirit. Whenever you get up in the morning and you say, I just don't feel like living any longer. That's a demon that's trying to destroy your future. Doesn't mean you're demon possessed. It means the angels of darkness encamp around about us, but the angels of God encamp around about us too. So it is the magnetism of what your appetite calls for that draws the one or the other into dominion in your brain and in your hands and in your feet. And all of a sudden, when you praise God in the morning, you begin to generate. The book says, when God inhabits pitches his tent and dwells where people praise him. When you get up in the morning and begin to mumble and grumble, oh my God, I got to do this and I got to do that and I got to go here and I got this, I'm just worried sick. I'll tell you, turn it over to Jesus. Casting all of your cares on him. You're going to make it, mother. You're a good mother. Don't let the devil lie to you and tell you because your kids make you mad that you're a bad mother. 
you're a good mother if you praise the Lord and get that spirit of heaven in that home and praise the name of the Lord and get the generative word of God moving in your actions and you may have to discipline your children. That's the tough part for grandmas and grandpas. Are y'all really here? Some of you, you look like you were playing poker. No, 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 this is no game. You're going to give an account for this day. God is holding me accountable to preach to you the word. He's holding you accountable to obey the word. And then, guess what? Holy Ghost and fire begins to totally disallow ungodliness and unholiness into your mind. It's unholy to think that God can't save you. It's ungodly that God can't redeem you. It is unholy that God can't cause your mind to be of a pure sort. I'm here to tell you that there are some people that lean on their clothing for all of that. Once you get a mind and a heart and a, a spirit that is clean, you don't want to dress like unclean people. The book says it this way. Now, Many preachers have told people they're going to hell if they do this or do that. And so people say, well, well by, by God, I, 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 if I'm going to hell for it, I'll do anything. But that doesn't mean your spirit's changed. I've seen people dress a certain way, and their spirit never got changed. There is two laws that hold us accountable, and that is, first of all, looking to Jesus. In other words, obey the word of the Lord. And then that is called loving the Lord thy God with all of thy heart, soul, mind, and strength. And then look at somebody that's sitting close to you. Some of you are still looking at me. <laughs> look at somebody close to you. Love your neighbor as yourself. You don't want to cut your arm off. But sometimes you get this idea that it'd be nice to cut your neighbor's arm off. <laughs> Let freedom ring. <laughs> you shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. We don't mind changing the day's activities if we can go and get $1,000 by good changing. But you can't do with $1,000 what you can do with Holy Ghost and fire. I'm here to tell you it's a good thing to be able to change your mind when you get up and say this is a horrible day. I can't believe I got to live in it. I'm telling you look to Jesus. Cast your cares on him. He is able to do exceeding abundantly above all that you can ask or think. You don't have to be in a prison even when you're in a prison. Oh, I wish some of you men would stand up and praise the name of the Lord with a loud voice. The Bible said, praise his name with a loud voice. Praise his name with a loud voice. 
we shout unto you, God. You are our victory. You are our freedom. You are our glory. You are our everything. You are our holiness. You are our godliness. There's none like you. I've never been around anything that was greater than you. You know, as a young preacher, it used to really mess me up. And that just totally goofs me up. People, I ain't going to that church and do that talking in tongues thing. And then they turn around and curse their wife, their kids, their parents, and everybody else as if that's a blessing. Why would I want to vomit on somebody else? Thinking our sickness would be gone if I vomit on them. Why would I spew out my hate, my, my jealousy, my envy, my strife with all of that cussing and carrying on? It's amazing to me that the very literacy of America rip, is, is so at, 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 at a place where right now we are about to fall over the edge of Niagara into the raging cesspools of homosexuality and lesbianism and lying and cheating and still going to the house of God putting 10% in as if that's going to take care of it. No, 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 no. He said, you must be born again. And he said, then you're going to be saved by renewing that experience. Ladies and gentlemen, he didn't say that you'd get saved by getting the Holy Ghost, but he said you'd be saved by renewing it because as you renew the Holy Ghost... You empower yourself for that day and for that hour and for what's hell breaking loose out yonder in the world on your kids and your family and your friends. We're not going to go to have church like church. We are coming to the house of God to get the God of the house in our hands, in our head, in our feet, in our joy and unspeakable glory. You can run as far as you want to, Mr. Jonah, but God knows where you are mentally, spiritually, and physically, and you wind up in a whale's belly, or you wind up with all kind of ad little things, anger, jealousy, envy, strife. That is a horrible place to live. The symbolic of the whale is that he was in a dilemma but he was still moving and living <clears throat> so verse 12 to whom he said this is the rest I, I marvel at people that think that by cutting off their arm they're going to get rid of a sugar problem the problem don't start in the arm. My dad had to have a leg amputated because of a sugar issue. It didn't start in his leg. It started with what he ate. You don't separate yourself from God because somebody over here did this or that. 
It's what thoughts begin to get in your mind. And then you don't want to be around holy. Don't want to be around shouting people. People that are living in glorious victory. And then you start looking for weakness. And and then you start looking to see if there's anything wrong with them that might be something you can pick on or tell somebody about. All that jealousy and envy and strife, it robs you. It's a thief. This Father's Day is all about our Heavenly Father who gave to us men the privilege of becoming a father. But it is the worst thing in the world to be a father and not be able to provide for your children. I cannot imagine being a pastor and not having food that I know works. I cannot imagine doling out food that would corrupt or leave somebody weak. No, the bread of life is phenomenal. The word of God is that bread. The wine of the spirit is the general power structure. That's why Acts 1 and 8, you shall receive power after that the Holy Ghost has come. There's not a 396 or a 4 whatever. There's not a motor in the world that's jacked up, bored out pistons and and, uh, all of the other. Ladies and gentlemen, you can't get to heaven with all of that stuff. They may give you a million dollars for running around a racetrack called the Indianapolis 500, but that's not going to win you a place in glory. I'm here to tell you, you may be the greatest sports star and you may be a fan of the greatest sports team, but that's not going to get your home satisfied and it's not going to satisfy the peace that needs you and I need. I'll tell you, there's only one thing that'll do it. The Lord thy God in the midst of thee is mighty and he's mighty to save you from every dilemma and every dimension of carnality and carnality produces more hell. Ladies and gentlemen, there ought to be something inside an apostolic church that can't wait to praise him, that can't wait to clap their hands to him, that can't wait to rejoice. I've made it another week. I'm going through hell but I'm still alive. So let me hurry up and get to the core of this thing. The Pentecostal experience Christ in you, the hope of glory. And when the day of Pentecost was fully come, Pentecost was on the charts long before it had fully come. Pentecost started when God moved into the picture on every level. But then Jesus became the source. And that's where I really want to go with all of this because suddenly there came a sound from heaven as a rushing mighty wind. There appeared, somebody said, unto us. We like to go back to them, but it appears right now a cloven tongues like as a fire, and it sat upon each 
not as a crowd. Don't wait on the crowd to do it. You have the personal capability of receiving the word and the spirit that will generate all power in heaven and in earth. That's huge. Study to show yourself approved of God. God sourced life. I want us to get there real quickly, but I don't want to overlook the facts that point us to the glory of the Lord our God. Somebody say the Father. The fact that the people in this world always that still have a carnal mind try to make the Father another person. Don't let people goof you up. God is a spirit, and he is the Father of creation. There's not another God. He said, there's no God beside me. No, not one. Don't let people goof you up because, see, the carnal mind always tries to classify spiritual things into a physical entity. Not going to happen. You're not going to have any great carnality. Watch, watch uh, don't, I don't have time to quote it again, but I've tried to quote it to you several times because 1 Corinthians 13 talks about all three religious systems that are the hierarchy of every religion in the world. While there's 360 religious systems, there is only three basic doctrinal systems. It's amazing when you study stuff. It's amazing when you look into it. All you have to do is to look and understand. Great peace have they who love the law of the Lord, and nothing shall by any means offend them. When that is violated... That's love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, soul, mind, and strength, and love your neighbor as yourself. You get easily offended by all kind of stuff, and then your life starts doing summer wheel, some somersaults backwards, and all of a sudden you do tricks of religious stuff. But ladies and gentlemen, it's not about religion. Pure religion and undefiled before God is to visit the fatherless. Yes, that's right. But the glory that produces that is the Holy Spirit within you and the word of God to guide you and then the old fashioned power created the heaven and the earth begins to deliver you from all the weakness and the folly of life so these facts point us to the glory glory is always victory and it's the Lord our God the father of all creation the plan and the proof of his ability to bring to pass that which no man could ever brought to pass. Salvation is from the Lord. Now we see through a glass darkly, then face to face, but we shall all come to the judgment seat. When you be, read the book of Revelation, you'll understand every man will be brought before the judge. And all of the deeds done in his life that he never put under the blood will still be scribbled on the scoreboard. To say I believe in God is one thing, but to believe in God is another thing. You can say I'm a millionaire, but if people ever check up on your bank account, they may find out you lied. 
The Bible teaches us that all have come short of the glory of God. We need fullness every day. That's not hard to do until, unless that you let your flesh control your desires. We shall behold him. If you ever think you missed a good deal or made the wrong deal, what kind of feeling do you get? You think you'll kick the cat over buying a car you paid a million dollars for? And that cat went out there and just tore the seats up. And you kick the cat? Or you go over and pet him and say, you're a sweet little thing, you. Well, lying is the cat. And the worst thing that we could do is lie to ourselves. I don't need God. Every one of us need Jesus. We need good, strong preaching. Today is your day to deal with your Father, the source of life. He created everything that was created, and by Him, nothing was created. He is and was and will always be the creator. So God created the heaven and the earth and all that is in it. So man takes advantage of the source. Somebody say source. I want us to really get that source down this, this Sunday because God just drilled it into me. The source of every thought comes from one of two spirits. If you ever get a thought of hurting somebody, you can be sure it's not the Lord. And when it's regular, you can sure be sure that he don't live in your heart. I don't know how to get it any more simple than to get it right down where it really is. It's black or white. It's life with God or life with flesh. And that's why I said, if you let your flesh control you because your wife won't let you kiss her, try it. Let's just let the crowd see. She's waiting. What does she have to do? No, that's a fake one. That's what some people do. Hallelujah. You don't have to kiss her on the lips. Just her ear will do. Man, she went into shivers on the ear thing. Can't imagine how great the day is going to be. Ladies and gentlemen, this is no game. This is heaven and hell. We are not talking about the ball games that are going to happen next year. We're not talking about all the, uh, the, the, uh, the, the rolling of the dice and all of the 
gambling things. No, 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 no. I'm here to tell you that's not heaven. That's a blessing sometimes when you get some stuff like that. But I'm here to talk about a constant flow, a river of living water, a river of godly life, a river of sanity, a river that's an anchor of the soul, both steadfast and sure. You're never dried up. You're never dried out. You're never worried. You're never fearful. Oh, you're tempted to worry you're always going to be that but you just don't give in to it I know in whom I have believed I am persuaded that he's able there's no weapon formed against me that can prosper I'm under the blood I'm in the name I got the Holy Ghost and fire and I'm not about to surrender it to a demon I wish some of you men would stand up and champion the cause of worship and praise all over this building, he deserves it. If you've got anything going in your home, you deserve, he deserves to hear praise from you. And if you can't stand, you can at least worship. Man takes advantage of, somebody say the source. Where is the source of our joy? Where is the source of our peace? Where is the source of our righteousness? Where is the source of how we live, how we talk? Where is and what is that source? Somebody say Jesus. God was in Christ. He sourced everything that was ever made. There was nothing created or sourced that was not created or sourced by him. The source of your life is God. God is your breath. How you use that breath or God is your choice. Here's the way the Bible actually just says it. Boom. God who is our life. That's huge. Your next breath is God in you, working through you. Without God, you are dead. But in your flesh, the bloodline is affected by the God that you serve. Your blood is the life source for your brain. Your blood is the life source for your skills. They work with your nerves. You said, Pastor, this is the hardest preaching and you are preaching like we are just this or that and the other. Let me tell you something. You're going to be so glad when you walk streets of gold. You're going to be so glad when you begin to literally move into the total dominion factor. All things are under our feet. Is that really happening? He hath put all things under our feet. Why would I let them get on top of my head and ruin a good day in the presence of God and then actually look at the trouble more than I look at the freedom? He whom the Son has set free is free indeed. Say, Pastor, you're preaching hard. Are you kidding me? 
I am preaching to us what the hell tries to continue to preach to others every day, trying to get us to do this and do that. We need, the Bible says, shout unto the Lord with a voice of triumph. Devil, you're not taking my mind. You're not taking my hands. You're not taking my feet. You're not taking my thinking. You are going to live under my feet and I am going to shout, shout and dance on your head and my kids are going to know they don't have to succumb to carnality. They are in Jesus Christ, a new creation. I wish somebody would say source. Dad, you are the source for that home. When there is trouble breaking through, you are the source that's going to quiet the trouble. When that hell is breaking loose and telling you you're a pitiful daddy, you still have a source through the Holy Ghost. You didn't get the Holy Ghost to become a Pentecostal. You got the Holy Ghost to do what the book said. You shall receive power after that the Holy Ghost has come upon you. And you shall tread on serpents and scorpions and over all of the power of the enemy. And nothing shall by any means hurt you. We're not going to church to go to church. We're going to church to cleanse our minds, to cleanse our hands, to cleanse our thought patterns. We're going to church to get a grip on faith that says nothing shall be impossible to you. All things will become possible. Do you ever, ever let the devil talk you into the idea, I can't make it. Come to my office. I'll do this preaching in my office with one or a thousand. I am not here to play games or to get myself some accolade. I am here on Father's Day to preach Jesus Christ, the righteous judge who is coming to redeem all of us. He's here today to save you out of that lukewarm status. How long has it been since you travailed over our city? How long has it been that you have wept and cried? Because he said, when Zion travails, when my body travails, sons and daughters will be born. You can blame it on the preacher. You can blame it on the singing. You can blame it on the getting cold in the church house. You can blame it on anything you want to blame it on. But you better look in that mirror. The word of the Lord is a mirror. And if you're not testifying about all of the glory, you are denying God the privilege of becoming greater on your block. And if you're not being sourced with the glory through your prayer life, through your obedience to the word of God, you're going to, oh, what's the, oh my God, I've got to go to church. Oh my God, I tell you what, I tell you, they sing so loud and they dance so long. Have you ever watched a drunk? Have you ever watched a drug addict? You ever watched all those people? Hate schemes? I've never seen a Holy Ghost worshiper that didn't overcome their flesh to get into the presence of the holiness and the glory 
that no weapon can be formed against it that can prosper. Victory is one of the most notable thoughts with prizes given. I hath not seen, neither has ear heard the things that God has prepared for them that love him with all their heart, soul, mind, and strength. It don't happen except through obedience. And so he says in his book, obedience is better than sacrifice. It'd be better for you to obey than to give $20 toward a missionary. It'd be better for you to obey than to give somebody $100. Money can only take care of flesh. But the attitude about money can mess the spirit up. The lust of the flesh, the lust of the eye, and the pride of life. And when you make fun of others because that they want to borrow something and they could have done something else, just remember the spiritual level of life. You don't have to be in torment today. Casting all your cares on him. Leave every bit at the altar. Well, if I do that, somebody's going to know that, uh, that maybe I haven't done everything perfect. Let, could I tell you that your pastor hasn't? Would that help you to know that every day I don't do the best? Could I tell you without a doubt there are many times a day I have to repent three or four times just to stay clean? I am tempted in every point. I care about the worst victim of sin and hell. Why would anyone allow the thief to steal their personal place in the kingdom of God? If you're not having righteousness, peace, and joy, he has snuck in somewhere and contaminated or destroyed or removed one of those things that make you complete in Jesus Christ. That's huge. I don't care how many neighbors tell you you don't have to do it. I don't care how many people that graduated from postgraduate courses in great colleges tell you you don't have to do it. It is written. It's in every Bible. It is written. Love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, soul, mind, and strength. Nothing left for the world. We enjoy the world. We enjoy houses. We enjoy heaters. We enjoy air conditioners. But it's, it's amazing. Let's, let's look real quickly at God's work in our world. I don't know where I hid this. I threw it in right here at the last. But let me, let me just say it like this. Uh, when, when you take pictures, you know, with the notes, see if you can find those. It's just a set of scriptures. Here's the, here's the thing you want to know. The truth is the only thing that sets you free. Thy word, O Lord, is truth. But without the spirit, there is no activity level in your soul. You can just run it through your brain. But that's not enough. You've got to be walking 
in the spirit. Because Acts 1 and 8 tells you the equivalent there. You shall receive power after that the Holy Ghost has come upon you. And then you shall be a witness to your wife, to your husband, to your children. There's a reason that children don't really get revved up about going to the house of God. It's home. Fussing, fighting, jealousy, envy, strife. Mad because I can't get this. And mad and upset because somebody did this. Why bring corruption into our homes? Jealousy, envy, strife, all are works of the flesh. That's corruption. It corrupts the brain. It corrupts the heart. And out of the heart, God created the heaven and the earth. Do you really believe that? No, I mean, God really created the heaven and the earth and all that is therein. Well, guess what? God is a spirit. He's called the father of life. Well, guess what? The trees are sourced by the father. Your life is sourced by the father. You're cleansed by the blood. In Jesus Christ dwelt all the fullness of the Father. Don't let the oneness message get you goofed up. The oneness message is God was in Christ reconciling the world to himself. He sourced your forgiveness. Did you find it? Thank you. Watch this. 1 Corinthians. And the eye cannot say unto the hand, I have no need of thee. Nor again the head to the feet, I have no need of you. Matthew 6 chapter. Be not ye therefore like unto them, for your father knoweth what things you have need of before you ask him. Is that phenomenal? He has already been running a thermometer in your home. Is it all peace and joy and righteousness? And all you have to do, if you, if you make a mistake, seven times 70 a day, he'll forgive you for it. It's pretty nice liberty. As long as you confess you did it wrong. But if you don't confess it, you just hide it over here and act like it didn't really happen. When the time, Hebrews 5th chapter, 12 verse. For when for the time ye ought to be teachers, you have need that one teach you again, which be the first principles of the oracles of God and are become oracles of God and are become such as have need of milk and not of strong meat. Anytime somebody's having to be pampered with milk and they've been around the church for a long time, they're not obeying the whole truth. When you can get mad and not love your neighbor, you're not obeying the whole truth. Your car is off the road. You're not going to have peace that passes understanding. You'll tell your wife, you'll tell your husband, I just can't believe old so-and-so still goes to the house of God and still won't worship.
I don't know what we're going to do. I saw them the other day doing this. If you know that they have a need and you don't go to them in the spirit of meekness and fear, you have violated the will of God. You say, Pastor, you never preached like this before. We've never been this close to heaven. We've never been this close to hell. Am I making sense? I said we've never been this close to hell. Our kids are being raised in a social system with all kind of perversion and all kind of stuff and we are at ease in Zion. No travailing in the altars before church. No travailing during the service. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, what's going on with us? We've got to wake up and realize all power in heaven and in earth belong to the name and we're not going to desecrate the name by just going through some little routine. I'm going to shout unto the Lord with a voice of praise. I'm going to dance in his presence with glory. He is my God. He is my resurrection. He is everything. There's none like him. I wish we'd stand. The musicians are coming. This altar ought to be full of people saying, God, I got neighbors that are on their way to hell. God, I'm not willing just to go to the house of God and go home and just look across the fence and watch them go to hell. There's a passion building in me. There's a passion building in me. I'm, you said when Zion travails, sons and daughters will be born. I'm going to pray for my neighbors. I'm not just going through some Pentecostal routine. I'm not going to be at ease in Zion. I signed up and I'm going to heaven. No, 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 no. I'm telling you the Holy Ghost and fire is what he gave us I want to really emphasize it as we close and I hope there will be dozens of you come to this front and pray at least five minutes in the Holy Ghost or for a world if you really believe the world's getting bad five minutes is nothing to pray and to seek God for a passion and a vision because without a vision, the people perish. Who are you working on? What neighbor are you travailing for? You say, Pastor, you are so sarcastic and belligerent. I am passionate about sourcing you on this Father's Day because Father just simply means source. And if we're going to father this city, We've got to pray like never before. Go ahead and sing. This altar's open. If you don't have the Holy Ghost, this would be a great day. If you've been cold, lukewarm, it'd be a great day. But I encourage us to pray with passion at our seat or in this altar up here. But please don't just leave. Please touch the hem of his garment for a city. Touch the hem of his garment for all the religious systems in Lamar County. We're not willing that any should perish. We're not making fun of any that are perishing. We're going to furnish a God that's going to help save.
yes, when you feel the Oh God, hear our cry. We need you, God. Every life can be restored when you feel the God, feel the Angels are in every corner. You feel the God, feel this room. Everything that's dead comes
Love.